Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 55. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the ongoing conversation between coaches and players, whether it's the end of the season wrap-up or, uh, or different times during the course of the year where coaches and players are communicating, coaches are helping players understand the things that they need to work on. So before we get into that conversation, let's talk about our sponsors. First, Cleat It Up FP. Cleat It Up is the communication tool you need to use for your team or your organization. It's a free app. Check it out at cleatitup.com. Also want to talk about Nexair. Nexair is a Memphis-based industrial gas, medical gas, research gas, welding supply, and safety PPE supplier. With strategically placed retail locations, sales branches, and distribution centers throughout the southeast, Nexair is never too far away. They maintain centralized product warehouses to serve you better and be more reliable. Through our services, you can receive the products you need when you need them. Our fleet of trucks will get you the gas you need when you need it. If you're interested in any Nexair product or service or just want to talk through your options, please get in touch. Our customer care team at 888-639-2474 will help you find the branch or outside sales rep in your area. Please reach out to Nexair. They'll take care of all your needs. And finally, Patreon. Please become a patron. If you can support everything Fast Pitch and Coach Prep, Coach Don and I would really appreciate it. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch and become a patron. You can donate $5, 10 or $20 a month. It's big help to us as we continue to try to grow everything Fast Pitch and, and Coach Prep, trying to do a really good job of sharing our information. We want to keep it free, and the best way for that to happen is for those of you that are uh, able to help us, that uh, are benefiting from what we're doing, to support us by becoming a patron. So, Don, the coach-player communication, the never-ending struggle for coaches to try to make sure that their players always understand and are always aware of what we think of as coaches that they need to continue to improve upon, continue to develop, continue to grow. No, I think that relationship's important. You know, I've always been excited when coaches make it kind of an open door feeling or an open door policy where uh, if they ever do wonder or, or need some time that we make ourselves available to them so that we can chat and get resolution to whatever issues might be coming up. You know, there's those forced meetings, Tori, where we have the end of the year meeting, like you mentioned in the in the opening, and you know, we might have scheduled mid-season meetings, but to have an open door policy where we will make time for them anytime they've got things that are happening, because you can't really predict life things, then things are always happening for all of us. And when you got a group of people, it's, you know, you never know what might be coming up. So it's right. great to be available for them. Yeah, well, what, one of the points that you made, Don, that I think is really important here for coaches. One of the things that I really wish I had been smarter about earlier on in my in my coaching career was having that line of communication and checking in and talking about these kinds of things more regularly. We always would have that big exit meeting at the end of the year and there would be times that, you know, somebody would be, you know, expressing their concerns, would be talking about things that had gone on, things that they were troubled by that struck me like a bolt of lightning, like I had no idea. Sure. Um, no comprehension of the fact that there was anything going on that needed to be addressed or might need to be need to be worked on. Having that line of communication, I think, is a is a really important thing. And for us as coaches, we have to understand that uh, most of the time we've got to initiate the communication. We've got to be the one that starts the conversation. They're shy and nervous, right? Yeah. And, and obviously, the players know we're the ones in charge. We 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 swing the hammer. 
for a lot of them, you know, your point about being shy or nervous or, or uncomfortable can be a real impediment, can it's, keep them from coming to us. It's a new skill for them. Right. They're not used to having to do it. Right. And, and really, no matter what age that you're coaching, obviously, younger players um, are just starting to feel their way, starting to gain confidence in their ability to you know, even talk to an adult, let alone have any kind of a meaningful conversation. And again, I think it's a great life skill if we can start to enable the kids at a really young age to talk to us about how things are going, to how, how things are going in their performance is great. But the one thing that I think sometimes we think about this is dealing with team problems or team chemistry or those kinds of things. But the other thing that I think is really important for us as coaches is to make up our mind and to make time on a very regular basis to talk to players about their strengths, their weaknesses, the things that we perceive to be the things that they need to work on, the things that would improve their likelihood of having a bigger role on the team or earning a starting spot. And again, I think sometimes that's a really challenging thing to do, but a really important thing to do. No, I think that's a great point, Tori. And, um, you know, a lot of times they're in the dark about what they need to, right. to be that, focused that's on. The, that's the, a huge point. Yeah, then. and they're willing to do the work. It's just they need a little bit of extra direction. And it's easy just to say, hey, do all these things. But if you can make it a little bit more player specific, then, right. then they can be excited about doing it. Yeah, because I think what you, you know, what, what you mentioned is that players being in the dark about what they need to do, it's just kind of human nature for us as coaches. You know, if, if you're in a college setting or a school ball setting where you're at practice on a pretty much everyday, everyday. basis, in your mind, it's so clear. You know, you know, Sally is just so much better than Mary. Sally's a great shortstop. Sally's this, Sally's that. She does all these things so much better. Mary should see that she needs more range. She needs to improve her arm strength. She needs to get a better read on the ball. She needs to be more vocal, whatever it is. But unfortunately for Mary and a lot of players, they don't see the things that we think they should see. And so they're and yeah. so so they're always out there in the dark trying to, you know, trying to find their way around with no flashlight, you know, bumping into things and and sometimes they bump into something that might help them become a better player. But unfortunately, a lot of times they're wasting their time and effort and energy on things that really are not productive. No, I think that's great, Tori. That that open door policy where if we don't notice when it is that we need to jump in there, if they're able to come in and just chat, right? Right. A good idea for us as coaches to make it a common a regular thing, thing. A regular thing. So that the players don't feel this overwhelming, oh my gosh, I have to go see coach today. But it's just become something that there's a daily check-in. And sometimes it can be while we're warming up. Sometimes it can be while they're getting their shoes on. Sometimes it can be, you know, throughout the course of the drills as they rotate through different stations or whatever it is, you know, to just kind of check in and, you know, maybe have a little talk about, well, Don, you know, it looks like you could really work on this. You know, it might be a good idea if you could work on that. You know, this, you know, right, you know, I just wanted to kind of touch base with you and let you know that, you know, right now, you know, I see this is an area that you could really improve upon if you could increase your range by working on your your foot speed by working on your quickness that would be a real benefit that would you know give you a better chance to compete for that starting spot those, those kinds of little conversations i think are great ways to lead into a bigger discussion or a, or a more complete understanding of what a player's needs and challenges might really be well i'm thinking too tori and all of this is about time and having time together is sometimes hard after a, a practice setting we use all of our time on the field doing drills, doing skills, working on you know our game. But with technology now, you got FaceTime, you've got Zoom calls, you've got all these things that that might also be a, a way for us to make time right 
when there doesn't seem to be as much available, it might be a 10-minute chat in the evening before everybody goes to bed or whatever with mom and dad even right there with us. Yeah, And to give the kids a, a chance to practice that skill might really benefit them a lot down the road as right. well. Yeah, because I think one of the things that uh, for a lot of players is they're willing to do more. They just don't know what to do. You know, Part of our challenge as coaches is to be able to have those conversations and to make the time to share our expertise and our, and our knowledge, uh, but also to make sure that the kids know what our opinion is. Because obviously if, you know, if push comes to shove, when it's time for me to make out the lineup for the championship game on Sunday afternoon, I'm going to put the nine best players on the field. Give us our best chance. And if a player is 100% in their mind expecting to be one of those nine and then is blindsided by the fact that they're not, then something's not been done well. We've missed the boat because obviously we want to make sure that our players are all aware of what's going on enough that they can be working on what they need to work on, that they can be challenging themselves or working on their own or working harder on specific things in practice to try to you know get what they want out of being on the team. No, absolutely. I think it's one of those important coaching skills, right? Right. And it's also something that for us as coaches that we've got to really work hard at being better at. Because it's not that easy to sit down with somebody and tell them the things that they're not good at. That, that's tough. The, tough the fir- for everybody. Right. The first layer of it is players are inv- invariably going to take it personally. You know, there's just no way around it. If if we sit down and I tell you something that you're not good at. So, Tori, you talked about the sandwich method, right? Right. That's a good analogy. You know, the, so the sandwich method that Don's mentioning is you start off with something positive, then you talk about what it is that you think they need to adjust or correct, and then you finish with something positive. Don, I love the way you're working hard. It's really amazing to see you show up to work so hard every day at practice. But, and I just made the colossal mistake. Don't use the word but because but already sends <laughs> off the alarm. So let's start over. So I showed you what not to do. Don, I love the way that you work so hard at practice every day. You come with enthusiasm. It's a really great thing to see. It would be nice if you could also add in working on your backhand a little bit more because I think your backhand is a little bit weak compared to your forehand. And if you could work on your backhand, maybe get a little bit more range on your backhand, you'd become the best version of yourself and then all that hard work that you're doing and all that effort and dedication that you're bringing would pay off on the field so there's a way in there for us to mention what we really want you to work on but let you leave there feeling like wow coach is happy with me coach thinks i'm good at something instead of us having a meeting where i sit down and say well don you're not very good at this and you're not very good at this other thing and if you don't do better with this you're never going to play my shoulders go down and i walk out with my head down right yeah I think that uh, creating an atmosphere where we get used to doing this as coaches, that we make it a constant thing that's going on on a regular basis. If you can do it at practice some, that's great. As Don mentioned, if you need to set up a phone call or a Zoom call or something and do it as a sidebar kind of thing, that's okay. But I think we want to get in the habit of doing it because then the players will become more comfortable. And then that open door policy that we keep talking about might have some opportunity to be be successful. I really like the visual piece, Tori. If you can't do it in person, anything visual, you can read people's eyes. They can look at you and see your excitement and your facial expressions. And I like the visual part. Right. And and because the one thing that, uh, and again, this is a mistake I know I've made a, a, a thousand times in my career. I always would talk about having an open door policy. Mm-hmm. But if somebody came in and Tor- I was not anticipating or I was not prepared for it, sometimes I'd be great at answering questions and sometimes I wouldn't be. You know, sometimes I'd, sure. I'd be defensive. That makes sense. You know, for the open door policy to really be effective, we've got to create an environment where the door is really always open. And that might mean that 
you know, we're having those conversations at practice. We're having those conversations on the bus. We're having those conversations when we're just, you know, walking out to the field that kind of open the door to lead to more in-depth conversations. And if you need more time to prepare for that conversation or, you know, you can say, hey, yeah, I really want to chat with you. You know, let's do that after this tournament right. or whatever yeah. it is. And, yeah. and then the last part of this that I want to talk about is, is still the traditional exit meeting kind of thing where we wrap things up at the end of the year. I think at the end of every season, every coach owes that to every player. I think it's a great thing too. I think yeah. you have to make the time to do that. And again, if it's a travel ball situation where you're racing to the airport as soon as you get done with your last game at the Nationals because everybody's dying to get home, then it's something that does have to be handled on a Zoom call or a FaceTime or something like that the week after, you know, the couple days after everybody gets home. But there has to be a wrap-up. There has to be a way to put a bow on the end of the season. If you can believe it or not, Tori, I've even heard of, uh, you know, kids talking about how they got a tech. That was their end of the year for all that they have done, all the time we spent together. We, right. You know, it's all been wound up with a, an email or a tech. Right. And that's pretty sad. Yeah. yeah. And part of the reason why that I think it's important is over the course of the season, whatever it's been, whether it's been a full year on a travel ball team or a full year in a, in a school ball season or six weeks in rec league, at the end of that time frame, you as a coach have learned some things about that player. And it's your obligation. When you signed on to coach, you signed on to, you know, to be committed to helping that player, each player become the best version of themselves that they can. And part of that obligation is then sitting down and saying, well, okay, Sally, you really did this well this year. I was really impressed. You worked so hard and it was really great to see you grow so much as a player. Here's a few things that I think you could work on this off season. Here's a couple of things that you can do on your own Here's a couple of things that you and your dad or you and your brother or you and your mom can do in the driveway or do in the backyard. Here's my phone number. Make sure that you, you know, if you have any questions or there's anything that I can do to help you, you know, while you're working on getting ready for next season. That kind of thing is part of what I think we all sign on for. And then that I'll never forget that big double you hit in that championship game or, right or whatever yeah yep. and we can end the season on a high note no matter what happened on the field we can yeah. end the season positively and even though you as a coach might think that that player might not even be on my team again next year maybe they aged out maybe you don't want to coach them again next year maybe they don't want to play for you next year i still think it's your obligation to share what you've gained and what you've learned from working with them to try to help them become a, an improved player for them to learn some things and work on some things on their own that's going to help them get better for the future. And one day they're going to be on the other end doing what you're doing, and you can uh, share with them a good way to work with kids or people or even adults. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. and, and a lot of the stuff you know that we talk about every week is stuff that does apply to the real world. To everything. It's, you know, it's yeah. Softball is our arena, but there's all kinds of ways that what we're talking about in, in coaching and playing and parenting softball that applies to the real world. And, you know, all these things that we're talking about with communication and, and uh, being in the quote unquote role of the coach or the manager or the You've got teams in business too, right? right? The, yeah. su the superior person in the relationship. If you're doing the right things as a coach, probably going to make you a better parent, make you a better husband, make you a better employee, make you a better boss at work, whatever it is that the connection is. This line of communication that we're talking about, this obligation that we have as coaches to communicate with our players is something that's really important. And I will tell you at different stages in my career, I was terrible at it. I mean, just, just terrible at it. Well, we were young and learning 
Yeah. Well, yeah. and even sometimes I even knew better. I was still bad at it. <laughs> See, and that's that's why I think it's worth talking about. You know, because you know it's it's something that I can think of in the last five years that I that I coached. All of a sudden, I look back and think, "Oh, that was stupid. No wonder that didn't work out." No one human. We're not perfect, Tori. Yeah, but but I think yeah. you know one one of our goals is in with all these things that we talk about. You know, when you and I first started talking about doing fast pitch prep, we've been doing this for a long time and we've learned a lot. <laughs> Some of it we've learned and it's been great. Some of it we've learned and we wish we could do it over again. There's some hard knocks in there, Tori. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're hoping that some of our listeners can avoid some of the hard knocks along the way by not making some of the same mistakes that I've made as a coach. or The you pitfalls. Know, yeah, yeah. So, so that they, they can have more happy memories instead of uh, more like, oh, how could I have been so stupid memories? Right. And that's just kind of my nature. I spend a lot of time wondering, like, how could I have been so stupid? But from a coaching perspective, if we're communicating with our players, it's shocking how much we can learn from them that allow us to do a better job of coaching them. And if we're communicating with them, how much more they can learn from us that helps them be more successful, obviously, but easier to coach and easier to work with because we have a better understanding of each other. It's fun for us to kind of reminisce because uh, we had a lot of a lot of good times, a lot of hard times, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a little bit of everything, no doubt about that. Yeah. But that's going to wrap up episode uh, number 56 of Coach Prep. Please make sure that you're communicating with your players. As we mentioned at the outset, check out our sponsors, Clean It Up FP, Nexair, and please make sure you check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We need your help. We want to keep doing everything fast pitch and keep doing coach prep. We want to keep it on the free side. So if uh, you can help support us and make a donation, we would really appreciate it. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio saying thanks for listening to episode number 55.